Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Hacker Nation, Scott Hansen here. Are you excited to be alive? Are you excited to take your business to new heights? I hope you're ready to start living the life that you were meant to live and become the extraordinary person that you were meant to be. Today, we are going to be talking about the business world of wine and wine making and wine packaging and distribution, but this isn't your typical wine. This wine has a very unique feature. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Eric Steigelman. Eric, are you ready to rock? Absolutely, Scott. Thanks very much. Yes. Success Hackers is brought to you by Meat Advisors, empowering business through advice. Eric Steigelman is the CEO and founder of Bonfire Wines, a brand known for its delicious, affordable wines served a unique, eco-friendly pouch. Eric is passionate about promoting clean water distribution. In 2014, Eric joined forces with his former college professor to develop the world's first water vest to help make transporting water even easier and more accessible in water-scarce countries. He is also certified by the American Sailing Association for Coastal and Catamaran Sailing and enjoys sailing in the British Virgin Islands. Bonfire Wines is the recipient of the 2014 Food and Beverage Innovation Award from the National Restaurant Association. Eric, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It is great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Thanks for that warm intro. Absolutely, man. So I'll tell you what, man. The CEO of a super cool wine company, an avid sailor, and a philanthropist, I would think it's pretty awesome being one Eric Steigelman right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's um, it's something that I really wanted to sort of aspire to, sort of create what's going on in my life. And it really wasn't exactly like as you had described it, uh, even a, just a few years ago, maybe three years ago. So I was, you know, I was sitting in front of a desk and uh, in a cubicle. And when I wasn't, I was traveling 50,000 miles a year on a plane. And I spent two birthdays in a manufacturing plant. And I just kind of threw up my arms. I said, that's it. I need to create some freedom in my life. And I just uh, kind of went all in. <laughs> you know, Eric, I gave Hacker Nation just a little taste of your background, no pun intended, but would love for you to share more about yourself and Bonfire Wines. My background um, professionally and uh, through education was in packaging, engineering, and design. There's only a few colleges in the nation that offer it as an undergrad, so it's kind of a concentrated field of study, but it's a very, very large industry. You think about all the consumer packaging out there in the grocery store, food and beverage. Um, there's just a lot of opportunity for uh, someone in that field sort of innovate and come up with, with new ideas. And so I graduated from RIT with a bachelor in packaging engineering. And then for the last five years, I worked in Atlanta with a, a global packaging company and worked with a couple uh, major food and beverage companies just doing a lot of innovation and, and uh, sales and business development. That's really, that was my foray into developing and innovating packaging for wine, and ultimately what became Bonfire Wines. 
Yeah, so the background is obviously there. You went to school for it, and now you've taken your experience and you created um, something extremely unique in an industry that's obviously been around. I really think this concept is absolutely fascinating, and I want to have you tell Hacker Nation more about how this works. But as an example, in my house, I like red wine. My wife likes white wine. So, for example, I might have maybe only two glasses of wine on a Tuesday night, but then I might not want another glass until Friday night. And it seems that whenever I go to pour myself a a glass of wine, maybe three or four days after I've opened the bottle, the wine doesn't taste as good. But with Bonfire Wines, with your packaging, I wouldn't have that problem. Is that correct? Exactly, exactly. So what happens essentially as you pour wine out of our, uh, out of our pouch, the package collapses and so air doesn't get inside. So there's this natural vacuum happening and oxygen is degrades wine so quickly. So even if you have an open wine bottle and you stick a cork back in it, you're essentially trapping the air inside of the bottle. So that doesn't preserve the wine any longer once you've opened it. The nice thing about the pouch is once the, you, um, open it, this vacuum uh, starts happening and air doesn't get inside, so your wine will stay fresh for 21 plus days or up to four weeks after you open it. There's a lot of wines in the marketplace, so the question becomes, how do you separate yourself from every other wine bottle that's mm-hmm. on the shelf? I'm sure that you, you guys go through that every single day in your meetings, but how do you do that? Maybe what's one thing that you guys are looking at to separate yourselves from, from the traditional wine bottles, if you will? Well, I mean, we have, um, first of all, from a form and functionality standpoint, the, this, our package is flexible. Um, it holds two bottles of wine. It has a tap at the bottom. So it's kind of like your own personal wine keg. It has a handle at the top. It's much more lightweight. It won't break. Uh, it's much more sustainable than a bottle because it requires less energy to create. Um, and, and just the form of itself on the shelf looks incredibly different from a bottle. So it has this natural tendency to stand out on the shelf. And I think all those, all those are really critical points of difference. So I would imagine that the slotting fee or the pay to stay is quite expensive in retailers. Is that true? Believe it or not, with wine, that is not uh, applicable. Slotting fees do not uh, typically apply to wine. So fortunately... Ooh. We don't have to um, budget for uh, the real estate. As a newer wine that's coming into the marketplace that wants to really disrupt the old way and the old the old guard, if you will, what's sort of on your radar on how to go to market as fast as possible? It comes down to the, the demand and the, the demographic we're after. Um, you haven't asked where the inspiration comes from yet, but... I kind of, this is sort of important in answering the question. So about three years when I started the company, I really wasn't, you couldn't call me a wino. I wasn't uh, too familiar with wine. My wine education just really wasn't up to par to where it probably should be to start a wine company. But I figured, hey, this is why I'm here because there are other people like me that go into a grocery store and see thousands of bottles mm-hmm. and you're saying to yourself, where do I begin? You know, right. how do I know? How do I know what I'm going to buy is going to is taste good and and that my friends will enjoy? So if anyone told me, hey, you got to buy a bottle of wine, bring to a dinner party, I'm like done. I mean, I'm I'm not even going to approach this. I'm just going to go to buy beer because I know, you know, I'm comfortable with that. So it's sort of like right. analysis of analysis. And so that's a really significant problem that millions of people face, and especially new entrants that are 
into the the uh, wine buying category, they are typically skewed younger, so maybe 21 to 35. And so that's a significant problem. Then secondly, you have the packaging issue, which I've already described to you as glass is just this sort of old, conventional, archaic package, whereas the rest of other food and beverage segments have already really drastically moved themselves away from glass into things like flexible containers. I mean, look at soup, which mm-hmm. you know was came in cans for such a long time through Campbell's, and then all of a sudden now we're seeing soup in a flexible pouch. It's just that much more easy to open and easy to dispense and uh, easier on the environment. You combine both of those problems and that's really our solution to entering markets quickly because we're solving that need. We get a chance to interview all types of entrepreneurs on the show and they've all said that passion is really one of the, if not the most important thing in business. Why do you think that finding and then following your passion is so important to becoming successful, Eric? Passion is what gets you up in the morning. Passion is what gets you through the tough days. Passion is what pushes you forward when sometimes your brain or your body is telling you to do something else. Passion is what allows you to achieve your goals. And so I think whatever you're doing, you got to find something that you can latch onto that's just going to drive you every day and uh, give you the dis- discipline and the consistency to to keep going. Passion is the catalyst to to reach your end goal. Yeah, and I agree 100%. And I know for a long time, like you, I was in the corporate space and you know had a pretty decent career and there wasn't a lot of passion there. And I was just going through the motions, if you will. And I knew that there was something you know, bigger inside. And that's, you know, when I made the entrepreneurial leap and now we have this podcast and I do other things and I coach entrepreneurs and high performance coaching and all that and speaking, then it was almost like, you know, you you hear it so many times, right? When you find the one thing that really calls to you, that pulls to your heartstrings, it doesn't even feel like work that much. I I mean, I work till 10, 11 o'clock at night and it actually helps you in the long run because if you're not passionate about what you're doing and you're only thinking about the dollar bill, you're not going to make it really far. And, and again, we get a chance to interview some really successful entrepreneurs like yourself. You know, they all say the same thing. You know, we didn't go after this thing for the money. We went after it to solve a problem. We went after it because this is our passion. And right. we run into roadblocks every single day. But the reason why we keep going and have the success we have is because it's our passion. We love moments, Eric, on the show or specific events here on Success Hackers. Take us back to the one specific moment when you knew that your passion was about to become an actual business. Do you remember that time? Going into the grocery store, like I was telling you how if you if I was asked to buy a bottle of wine or I felt felt like that's what you should do, um, walking in and trying to pick out a, a, a bottle and then finding myself buying a bottle of wine on price or on label design and I'm thinking to myself, this is the most superficial thing. How do I even know when I'm going to buy this that uh, the people I'm buying it for are going to like it? And can I really talk intelligently about this wine without really any kind of prior wine experience? And there's just nothing out there to help me. And I'm just thinking, man, I'm just so helpless in this category. What am I doing? And um, I just felt like this was happening so much. I started working on, um, and this is when I was working for a packaging company, when I started working on packaging innovation that made these older sort of difficult packages to work with easier to work with 
and easier to open, I thought to myself, man, there's there's got to be a solution here. The process of buying wine and enjoying wine easier and, and something that makes more sense. So I think when you start building a, a brand, maybe you start to put a little bit of your own identity into the brand and then all of a sudden it becomes you. Uh, I just found this sort of thing starting to happen with Bonfire and that we started being for the younger consumer and the active, healthy lifestyle, the desire for freedom and enjoy life and uh, our desire to decrease our waste and become more sustainable and, and eco-conscious. Uh, and then also a cause supporting brand. And this goes into the water vest concept that we're developing now and ultimately the brand became an identity that i shared very closely with it and so it was almost like i'm I'm embodied in this brand personally and that just drives so much passion for me because i feel like it's it's my own you there's ownership there hacker nation really i hope you were taking notes on this because eric just dropped something really really interesting and he said this i asked him about when he knew the aha, the light bulb, the passion, what he said is, and, and we hear this on the show all the time, two things happen to become a successful entrepreneur. Number one is we've had entrepreneurs like yourself that have found a gap in the marketplace and they figured out a way to close that gap and to make it or disrupt it and do something completely different, i.e. what you're doing in the wine business. Some people, they've known for a long time that their passion, what they've quote-unquote been called to do, is what they follow. So really, as an entrepreneur, there's two roads. Number one, either you solve a problem that you see in the marketplace and you go after it, and as Eric says, you make it your own, you feel empowered because now it's starting to create a life of its own. You're starting to branch out. You're starting to to do other things that fit your brand and fit yourself, i.e. the water vest and everything else that you're doing with the clean water, which we'll get into in a minute. I know in talking on the show, a lot of times, maybe the listener says, oh my God, I don't know exactly what my passion is. I'm saying, and Eric's saying, that's okay. You don't have to know exactly what your passion is. Find a way to solve a problem that you see in the marketplace exactly what Eric did. Would you agree, Eric? Absolutely. The, the passion will follow. That'll, that'll feel naturally. We talk on the show a lot about successes and accolades and wins, but I believe that the mark of a true winner, Eric, is when someone actually falls. They fail, and they might even feel like giving up. But then they continue to move forward and they create this brand, this business, and this incredible success story. Do you remember an exact moment when you actually failed? You might have even wanted to give up like I talked about, but take us back to that specific moment and share with us what propelled you to keep moving forward with this business. When I started the company, I had this idea that somehow, some way, I alone would be able to build the business to a point where there may be a successor or some sort of exit, you know, I, that I thought I'd be able to bring my experience from another industry into a completely new industry and learn. And, and because that's what I've done, but there's just, there's just this learning curve that I wasn't able to overcome. And so, well, what ultimately happened that I, I just found out this lesson the hard way and um, I don't know if it's an ego thing or, or what, but I think all maybe all entrepreneurs start out this way. I essentially got to a point where, okay, sales, 
I'm not able to, I have to basically maintain operations in California and, um, you know, make sure our forecasting is correct and go through all the development and branding and design. And meanwhile, I'm doing a lot of the design work and market development work. So I'm constantly in the field, knocking on doors uh, with retail accounts. And basically, like with any business, you need volume, you need cash flow. And so what I realized after a year, it got to a, a very kind of sort of desperate point where I'm saying, you know, I don't have the volume that I need to sustain this business over the long term. I really do need some help. And this is the turning point where I realized the value of a team. I was naive in the beginning to think that I could handle this all myself. And so I think I really needed to, in some lessons, you probably just need a failure to really just wake up and, and realize what the answer is. And I got a very, very fortuitous call when I was sort of down, when I was realizing that, man, this is probably going to be, I need to find a solution here. I need a partner. And so um, an, an account that I used to call on in my old business, uh, a gentleman called me and said, hey, Eric, I have somebody that works with our business. And he said, he's very interested in a, in a wine and, and working on sales and business development with a wine company. I shared your uh, contact with him. I think you guys should talk. I got together with this referral in January, 2014. Uh, and Brad came to my business with 30 years of CPG experience mm -hmm. with some of the, the largest brands in the nation uh, and just developing brands from, from the get go. Uh, and so where I brought a lot of the innovation and the design, manufacturing operations to the table, Brad was this, this strength and arm in sales and business development, finances, P&L, and just overall sort of business management structure. Uh, we complement each other so well. He's just been a fantastic addition to the team. And I think it is such a valuable lesson, my God. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, you were pulling your hair out. You were trying to do everything. Your focus, your strength is on, like you said, the innovation, maybe the design, the packaging. You didn't necessarily have the other things that this gentleman brought to the table. You went out, you sought after it. Someone introduced you guys, and you know now it's been nothing short of awesome because you can focus on what you do best, and he can focus on what he does best. And I would imagine because of this, your days feel a lot lighter. They have more clarity. I can't tell you how many times I just stand in the shower and you just like you know you do that thought process. And I'm like left brain, right brain are battling each other because I don't know what to do. I'm asking myself questions, and you're trying to battle it out of what the right answer is. Well, now all of a sudden you have a counterpart on your team to, to really just bounce these ideas off of and someone with experience that can immediately add clarity to the, the questions that you have about your business. There's no substitute for that. You know, Hacker Nation, what's the golden nugget right here? I mean, go out and find an accountability partner. Maybe find a partner in your business. Right. Join a mastermind. Go to a meetup if you don't want to take on a partner, but just doing it you know, as a solopreneur, as someone that's just sitting inside of your house or your apartment and trying to crank away and trying to figure out all by yourself. I mean, Eric could have done that, but number one, it would have taken him years. Maybe he would have burnt through all his cash and yeah. then he would have looked back and said, well, what happened? Well, he, he went the other way and he said, you know what? I need help. I mean, I could sit here and talk to myself all day in the shower every day and pull my hair out and get more frustrated and then quit the business. Or I can 
search someone else that's already been doing what I want to do and bring that person on and help. And sure enough, I mean, look where the business is going. So just absolutely an incredible success hack or a, a strategy for us. Eric, we are now going to enter what we call the randomness round. It's like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So Eric Steigelman, are you ready for the randomness round? Hit me. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Uh, Take a bike ride to get lunch. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 18 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing what you know about life and business, give your 18-year-old self? Be humble. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Resourcefulness. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I'm a musician. Last question of the randomness round. When your life is near the end, what do you want your legacy to be, Eric? The goodness or the impact I've had on others. Well, this has been incredible. Thank you, Eric, for your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies with Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you, your business, maybe more about the water, and also about where they can actually find this incredible wine? Yeah, thanks. Just head on over to our website, drinkbonfire.com. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. For this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Eric, along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site. And don't forget, you can take this show with you and listen to not only me, but also these incredible interviews anywhere you're at. If you have a smartphone, which I'm sure you do, there's a podcast app. If you don't already have it preloaded, download the podcast app and you can actually subscribe to the show and listen to these incredible interviews anywhere that you are at. You can also go to successhackers.net, click on the iTunes tab, and then click subscribe to the show on iTunes. When you do that, we really love our five-star ratings and reviews because when you actually give us a review and a rating, we're able to reach and empower more entrepreneurs just like you with our message. You can also connect with me and the show on Twitter. All you have to do is go to at Scott Hansen 1210 on Twitter, at Scott Hansen 1210. Leave me a comment. Let me know you've been listening, and uh, we'll tweet back at you for sure. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.